Hey, everybody. How you doing? Welcome to a brand new Ike Live. Uh, man, we got a great show for you today. Joining us in just a little bit, we have the one and only Cliff Crochet, the Cajun Baby. That's right. Cliff Crochet, Cajun Baby, joining us here on the show. Uh, before we get into it, I, I, I want to mention real quick, I hope you're enjoying this new format. This is uh, kind of a stripped down version of the show that you've listened to and watched for 10 years. Uh, so I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, shout out to my cast and crew from 10 years of Ike Live, Brian DeCarpenter, Dave Brodzik, of course, Becky, uh, Pete Glusick, Rizzo, Jake, Powerbait Paul, everyone that was involved with the show, uh, Eric the Intern over the years. Shout out to you guys. It was an awesome run. And those guys aren't gone. They're coming back. They're going to make guest appearances. And we're going to have special shows uh, in the upcoming season. But in saying that, I love what's going on right now. I love this new format. It's giving me the chance to get a little more up close and personal with these guys uh, and more, a little more one-on-one -on -one time with our guests, which I like. All right. I want to start off with our uh, sponsor obligations. Of course, Mystery Tackle Box, man. Uh, you've heard me say it over 10 years. It's like Christmas to your doorstep, and it really is. And we are one of the only uh, podcasts that does a live unboxing here. And um, at the end of this segment, we're going to be doing an unboxing of either a pro box or an elite box. And listen, guys, these are both great options. Uh, there's not a wrong option here. But if you want to try these boxes, and, and you know, they come with stuff that are, that's new, that's cutting edge, that's stuff you don't see you know, on uh, out there on the normal basis. This is cool stuff. Comes to your doorstep once a month. If you want to participate in this, go over to mysterytacklebox.com. While you're there, if you use the promo code Ike Live, you're going to get 30% off your first Elite Box and you're going to get 50% off your first Pro Box. That's half off. So head over there, MrTackleBox.com. It's a great product. Also, we're brought to you by uh, Ike Foundation. Uh, uh, we're still waiting here for Cliff to come on, but while we're waiting, got a haircut today. Uh, let me see. Every, oh, that's right. Everything's backwards uh, uh, on, on film here. Got a haircut today. Shout out to my barber, Joel, out there at Mullica Hill. Uh, has a little barbershop out there called Main Event Barbershop. Shout out to Joel for the fresh cut. Thank you very much. I like it. Uh, also, I want to remind everybody, I get a lot of comments about uh, my Ike apparel that I've been wearing. Uh, this is that AFCO Times Ike uh, uh, collaboration that we've done. Uh, got some great gear out there. Uh, amazing stuff that, of course, I've been wearing on tour and whatnot. But you can get this stuff over at AFCO.com. Head on over there. Um, check it out. We've got some great, great gear. Uh, I feel kind of naked without my hat. Should I put my hat on? Just leave my hair. Maybe I'll just leave my hair. I don't know. Cliff comes up. Cliff doesn't have a hat on all the time. Sometimes he doesn't have a hat. Uh, so we'll find out here in a second. Uh, still waiting for Cliff to come on. Let me, uh, real quick, just because we're waiting for him to pop up. The only other thing I want to talk about real quick is I was inducted into the Hall of Fame or I was nominated for an induction into the Hall of Fame back at the Classic a few months ago. I just want to tell you, it's still, it still honestly really hasn't even um, set in yet. It's 
kind of crazy that uh, that you know it's been almost two months, and the feeling is still very raw and fresh, and it doesn't feel real. Uh, you know, I got into the sport for a lot of reasons, and I got into the sport with a lot of aspirations, but that was one I never even really like kind of wrapped my hands around was, you know, being in, in a group like that one day, you know, I don't, I don't think it's something you think about. It maybe just sneaks up on you, you know, and at 50 years old, I'll be 51 here in, in a month. Uh, it definitely snuck up on me and uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. It's very humbling. It's an honor. Um, uh, and it makes you feel good because it makes you feel like people have appreciated what you've done in your career. So, so thank you to all the fans over the last two months that have sent comments and, and sponsors. And also thank you to the committee uh, that, that made the nomination. I appreciate that. It's, it's, it's an honor. It, it's just super honor, but enough about me. We got a good buddy of mine on here and, uh, guy that I've known for a really, really long time. And I'm excited. I think I've said this to him before, but I think he's been on Ike live more than any other guest we've ever had on the show. And so as we change this format to Ike live 2.0 and this more up close and personal one-on-one format, I had to have him on immediately. Like I don't know if he knows, but he's only the third guest on this new format. So let's bring him on. Uh, joining us now, my good buddy, Cliff Crochet. Cliff, how you doing? Life is good, Michael. Life is good. Life is good. That's a great saying. I, I, I've, I've actually had people at tournaments repeat sayings of anglers, including myself. You know, I've got to never give up. But a lot of people love that saying. Have you had that saying your whole life, or is that something that's developed during fishing, or where'd that come? From? No, that came from uh, it came from fishing on the elite series. You on you on you on the stage. You had a good day, so life is good. That's just how you wrap up the interview. Yeah. Or if you had a horrible day and you want to, you know, you're thinking about quit fishing and selling all your stuff, and you. Dropping f bombs and stuff, just life <laughs> is good. It's just a way to, it's just a good way to, in the interview. Well, it's a it, it's a great saying. It's a great uh, fishing saying. It's a great life saying. It really is. And speaking of life is good, how is life? I, I want to start with the family. Let's talk about fishing in a second. How's the family? How's the kids? How's Sarah? How's your mom and dad? How's everybody doing? Life life is good. <laughs> life is good. There's the answer I'm, again. Uh, Bro, I, look at this. Got a new haircut going. I did too. I did too. Heck yeah. Thought about saving money, you know, being efficient. But, uh, bro, my life is so good. Check this out. I got a good-looking wife. You do? She's attractive. She's, uh, she's a cool person. She's batting a thousand. She's awesome. She's, uh, I just, I finally learned after four kids and eight years of marriage, I just be quiet and let her. <laughs> Tell me what to do, and life's a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, so Sarah's awesome. Uh, the kids, man, the kids are growing. Uh, Ben's seven now, Lee's five. Yeah. The twins are three. 
Ben, uh, ben and Lee played baseball this year. Uh, ben played football last year. The twins are starting to eight three. So they, it's almost like we got a group of boys, like like bunch of friends at home all the time. It, it's, yeah, it's busy. Uh, man, I, at the end of last year, me and Sarah I came up with this deal where we just sit down in the afternoon, just try to sit down for about ten or fifteen minutes and just just watch. Just don't do nothing but watch. Yeah, it's hot. Just let them let them play and just watch. As long as nobody's killing each other. Yeah. Just uh, I think it's Ferris Bueller said, you know, life is fast. If you don't stop, it'll fly right by. That's a um, good. I, I like that. That's a good parental strategy. You know. Well, try to keep your sanity too. Hey, yeah. check this out. Always got something special guest. Can I bring a special guest in? Real of course, quick? you can bring a special. We love special, special guests like that. Let's see, buddy. This, this dude was a record holder at one time, I think. Maybe. Survivor. Survivor champion. Hey, Steven. How you doing? Good doing to see you, well. man. Doing well. Good to see you. I miss you guys. I miss touring with you guys. Well, we miss you, too. Miss you, I don't, too. I don't miss any of the politics over there, but I miss you guys. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh... It's my one of my well, I say new things been going for about three or four years now. Got me a couple roommates. I traded Sarah and the kids for Steven and Anthony. Sarah's much better looking and, and cooks a whole lot better, but uh not a bad deal. Yeah, not a bad that's deal a, at all. That's a good deal. Now I, I gotta ask you, you're it's funny because at one time you were a rookie, you were a new guy, and now you're kind of you're a veteran, you know, you've been doing this for a while. Has Leaving Sarah and the kids, has that gotten any easier? No, you know, I, I mean, that's a tough, I think that's the toughest part for me. And a lot of fans don't understand that feeling. But talk about that. Has that been, got any easier? Has it gotten harder? No, it gets harder. It gets harder because, uh, well, when you start out back in it, you know, when you start out as a rookie or before, when you yeah. try to qualify in the first year or two, or, you know, I wasn't married and have no kids at the time, so it was all good. You, I mean, you sell your soul to fish, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You get into it a little bit, the noodle swears off, you find out if you really like it, and then uh, and you, you get married and you have kids, and it's kind of, it. you know, you're still, you're still all in. And uh, the, the, the bad thing, when it gets tough, is whenever they know you're leaving. Yeah. And, and uh, and they cry when you leave. Yeah. And then uh, and then they learn about it, and then they know uh, that is gone for you know a week, ten right. days or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and and they kind of good with it, you know. They just learn that's that's what it is. But yeah, I'm a uh, I'm, I'm a big old boy, but I don't I don't like leaving. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good for about uh I'm good for about two days. I'm right. good for about thirty six hours. You still get excited to go fish a tournament. You still, you know, you get in the water, it's all cool. But uh, the worst part for me is in the summertime. You got, uh, and I don't know why, I guess because it's the end of the season or you, you're right in the meat of the season. Yeah. Uh, mountains, you're always around mountains. Like this week we had Gunnersville. You got yep. the mountains. Uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin, you got mountains. Those are places you always go in, you know, in the middle of the ground at the end of the season. So mountains. Uh, summertime and rain in the afternoon and afternoon showers, absolute homesick. Comes yeah. over, 
I mean, I want to, I want to park my boat and just I start walking home. That's interesting. That it's so interesting because <laughs> it's like it's a it's like an emotional trigger. All those yeah. things, right? The scenery, the rain, the smell of the air. It's an emotional trigger to want to be home. It's like, bro, this sucks. And, you know, Alabama's not so bad. It's eight hours. I'd be home in eight hours. But man, you yeah. get stuck at Lacrosse, Wisconsin. It's raining. You ain't got bit. I mean, shit. It's it, it's. Uh, I, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. And and again, I I, I want to reiterate, man. It's I think for a lot of us, it's the toughest part, right, Cliff? It's the toughest part of the sport. It, it's not the fishing, the sponsors. That it's leaving the home. It's leaving the family, man. That's tough. And I want to say family at a bigger part because it's, you know, it's not just your wife and your kids. It's your friends. It's your yeah. mom. It's your dad. It's your uncle. It's your grandparents. It's everybody. It's the whole family. Uh, Speaking of family, I, I, I do want to want to change topic a little bit. And this is something I've mentioned before and cornered you before on Nike Live. And I, I want to do it again just because I think about it a lot, which is, um, dude, we are, as, we are as different as you could get. Like, I'm looking at this screen right now. We've got a side-by-side -side video here. We're as different as you could get. Uh, a lot physically, geographically. I mean, we're a Jersey and Louisiana is far apart. As you can get, but I've told you this before. When I when I come and visit with you, when I'm hanging with your family, dude, I I, I don't know what it is about Southern Louisiana, but I I feel more at home with you guys and other families and people in Southern Louisiana almost as much as I do at home in Philadelphia. Okay, so uh, I guess the first question is. Why are Philly people like Southern Louisiana people? What's the connection there? I, I don't know if it's Philly people or just just you. You know who else <laughs> needs to come hang out? The Rod Father. He's from oh, the Philly. Rod Heck yeah, he's from uh, Philly. Yeah. I I don't know, man. I think we just like to hang out. Everything's yeah. easy. It's yeah. Kind of whatever. Just uh, it's not like a YOLO kind of thing. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. Like nothing's really. We eat good. You hang out, you laugh, don't take too much too serious. Yeah. It's all See, good. I always thought it might have something to do with like the ethnic connection, right? So like, you know, Phil, a lot of Philadelphia people, including myself, you know, very strong ethnic ties, whether it's Italian or Polish or Dutch, uh, Louisiana people, a lot of ethnic ties, right? Southern Louisiana, French, Italian. And there's something I think about strong ethnic family that maybe is the same. Maybe it has something to do with that. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I guess proud people. I guess I don't know. I guess when you come from a a strong culture, I guess you 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 uh, I don't know if you're confident or or proud. And it's just could I be guess, when you're happy and confident and proud, life is good. Just, life is good. Flows. Hey, life is good. you asked about family. I can't believe I forgot. Ben and Lee about. Uh, two weeks ago, they said, Hey, we want to fish a tournament. Ooh. So we fished a tournament Friday afternoon. But Friday afternoon, same tournaments I fished as a kid, same tackle shop. I mean, it's perfect. I've been waiting for, I've been waiting for almost eight years since they were born. Yeah. yeah. Get that call, you know, try not to push it on them, but just wait. I mean, I've been, I've been having $40 entry fee money saved. So I'm like, perfect. We can just all fish together. Us three, you know, it's all good. 
these dudes did not want to fish with me. <laughs> they wanted to fish. It was a two-man team. They wanted to fish oh, two-man team. So, so Ben fished with me, and Lee fished with his parent, my buddy Tyson. And uh, we went to talking about, you know, Sarah being an absolute perfect mama. She went to the dollar store, filled up an ice chest. I think she spent $50 on snacks, got them to the boat ramp with each ice chest, put one in each of boat. <clears throat> we go fishing, right? We start off, we catch a couple. And uh, so me and Ben's fishing together, three fish limit, and we catch one. There's no size limit. Yeah. Any size goal. So I hook one, give the rod to Ben. He reels in. It's like 11 inches. Put him in a box. High five. It's all good. I said, Ben, we're good. We got three fish limit. It's uh, so, you know, trying to make it education. I said, we get three fish limit. We caught one. How many we got left to catch? He said, we got to catch three more. I said, no, buddy. It's uh, you didn't hear me. We got three fish limit. You caught one. So how many more we need to catch? He said, we need three more, daddy, because that one's not going to cut it. That one ain't big enough. <laughs> I was like, yes. Teaching them young, man. And then I called Tyson to check on him and Lee. And some kind of way, the net got caught in the key. Lee goes to take the net away from the key, pulls the net, pulls the key out, drops on the floor, thought it fell in the bayou. They can't find the key. But they call a local mechanic. Oh, get the man. key, get a master set of keys to get the keys to bring them keys. So it was, wow. it was all perfect. Uh, and it's nice. An adventure. He got a check, fourth place. That was awesome. And yeah. uh, Jay, one of the twins, he caught his first fish the other day. Wow. A wacky one. He, so I throw a spinning rod out and uh, right in the bay by my house. And he's kind of, you know, he's reading, he ain't, he ain't got a clue what's going on. The line's swimming to the side. I grab the rod, I hook it, I give it back. He starts reading it all on my social media. I got this on camera. It's on my Facebook page. Go check it out. That's so great. he reels it in. And uh, he gets it on the bank, and it, this dude says, yeah, you got a noop in his mouth. Yeah, he gets all pumped up. And then Les, his brother comes over. Les says, you did it. You did it. It was awesome. It was it. Dude, it there's was, nothing. It was awesome. There's nothing like that. Like I know from my kids, uh, but especially my son, that feeling of having them start to love what you love, the passion of it, you know, what a great feeling that is. So cool and to then, see that. And then the brothers, you know, see to see brothers pumped up and happy for each other. Oh, yeah. We good. Oh, that's great. That's great. Speaking of getting pumped up, Cliff, I'm pumped up that you're having a good, you're having a good season this year. I'm pumped up because of that. Uh, in fact, as we're talking, this will air a little later, but as we're talking, you're coming off an awesome first day at Gunnersville, dude. Uh, top top 20, what, like 12 for 13th. Really good day. Yeah, 17 pounds. So I, I was watching a little bit yesterday. Great day. Um, dude, you're killing it this season. Uh, why? Like, like, uh, and I know this is a this is a really broad question. And I could look in the mirror and ask myself the same thing because I couldn't catch a bass last year. I could not catch a bass last year. And I'm catching some this year. But but why? T tell me what it is, Cliff, because you're you're I, I can watch you and I see it in your body language. I was watching you at Murray live and I'm looking at you and I'm like, that's a different cliff. 
<laughs> and I don't know if it's confidence or energy, but I could see something different. So what, what, what is it? What, why, how? Tell me. So the biggest deal is we started in Florida. I'll give you the, the short version of it. Yeah. We started in Florida. Florida's tough. It's big. It all looks the same. I, uh, I missed the cut by a pound and a half. And my biggest fish was a three, four over two days. So that, that was kind of struggled through that, you know, almost had a good tournament. But if yeah. I catch a five pounder, life is good. It's right. Just, went to Douglas. Douglas was just freezing cold at 40 foot long. Didn't do a good job. Yeah. But I'm getting to South Carolina and uh, fishing around and uh, not really catching them. And it's tough when you stand at uh, Gagliardi's house for the tournament. I mean, he he's probably gonna win a tournament, which he does. He goes on and wins it. Yeah. You know the late. You know, it got it's been taking twenty five pounds from the tournament. You get you get hyped up, and uh, you start wanting to go to hundred different places and do do a bunch of different things. But what happened, the short of it is at Murray, I was fishing, trying to trying to do the Murray deal, skipping docks, and went up the river and all this. So about nine thirty, <coughs> that second day of practice. I'm about to go to the river. So I'm going to spend an hour back in the lake, you know, down around the ramp, that area. And then yeah. we'll go to the river and get some bites. So I'm skipping worms, listen to that. Well, I get to some rocks, and I pick up that whopper plopper, and I get a bite. Smoked it. Keep going, get another bite. Keep going, get another bite. So I kind of did, did that a little bit more and then uh, tried to finish my day to find some more fish. So... As the tournament's about to start, I'm like, what, what am I going to do? What, what, what to do? Yeah. I'm like, well, quit making this hard. You just go do what you got bit doing in practice. Yeah. And that seems really simple, but when, when, you, when you do nothing but try to put a, a puzzle together and find the next step, find the next step, sometimes you forget the first step. Right. So I'm like, just, uh, just do what you got bit in practice doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's how Murray worked out. We had yeah. Gunners down. Gunnersville, another big body of water, another legendary place. If yeah. you're not careful, you get caught up in the hype. You need to catch 30 pounds. So I, I'm like, man, scratch that. I'm going somewhere in Gunnersville I've never been. And I got in that area and I saw something. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, that ought to be one. I got three or four bites real quick. Uh, so I'm like, I got this in my back pocket. And then I tried to do some more Gunnersville stuff on a lake and it just didn't work out so yeah i i guess the last couple of weeks has just been about not not trying to do too much you know you try so, to do so too much of water simplifying simplifying your fishing a little bit yeah like like and you've heard people talk about this before if we were going if today we catch them on a, if yesterday we caught them on a spinner bee and we go fishing tomorrow yeah or we, we could throw a spinner bee like just stop trying to you know that pro talk right. that pro thing right but, right if they bit a chatterbait, I bet they bite the buzz bait. Well, no, if they bit a chatterbait, throw a chatterbait more. Right. Yeah. I, dude, I, I'm so glad you're bringing this up because <laughs> I think it's very, very easy to fall into that trap of what you're talking about, which is overthinking stuff, making stuff too complicated. I mean, I'm guilty of that all the time, dude. It's, you know, especially I like to have a lot of rods out and, you know, all, and, and guys are good at that. Don't get me wrong. But I think there's a fine line between doing what you do, staying with something that works, tried and true, it's working, and overthinking stuff. So sounds like you're simplifying your fishing. That, that's awesome. That's what good. Happened, what, 
what's happened in the past is uh so you catch them on a spinner beat, let's see. Yeah. You catch them on a spinner beat. All right, this is if I know they on a spinner beat, I got a bad habit of proving they on a spinner beat by not catching nothing on a chatter beat. Right. If that makes any sense. Right, it does. Yeah. Like instead of doing more of the right thing to get more bites to right. prove that I'm right, I'm yep. gonna do more of the wrong thing to prove that that other thing was right. Right. And and for some reason that that feels good. Like yeah. I don't know if it feels good. Like it feels like you trying different things. I know they'll bite a spinner bee. Let me let me do let me let me do everything else. Yeah. And I'll come back to the spinner bee. But what happens is you run out of time. Yeah. And the spinner bee might have been a eight bite a day deal, but when right. you spend the, the other five hours doing stupid stuff. Yeah. You come back and throw spinner bait for the last little bit of the day and you get three bites. You're like, damn, if I'd have done that all day, I probably would have got two more good bites. So yeah. Yeah, it's a good, good, good thought. Uh, the other thing that I, I just want to corny on, and, and this is maybe another reason or maybe not, but, you know, with MLF announcing the five fish format this year, when they first announced it, you know, this is just me. In my head, I could look at that list of you guys and be like, boom, 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 boom. These guys are going to have a good season. And you're on that list. Do you feel like that's helped you or has that changed your strategy at all like have you went back to old cliff a little bit with that new format or tell me about that well i'm glad we're back to five fish i think yeah. uh, it's a traditional format i will tell you this every fish counts is a fun format you, yeah. you fish before this oh, fun. I, I loved it i loved it yeah do i think we missed the mark a little bit by doing that on a on a regular tour uh maybe probably yeah uh, does does that have a spot yeah but going back to five fish the thing that, like, I, I didn't change fishing for all the bites I could get. I never changed. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's how I always ended up two or three bites short. You know what I mean? Because I was right. getting, you know, six to seven bites a day or, you know, six to ten. Of the right bites. Of the yeah. right bites. And then, if you you know, if you're getting a bite an hour, you miss two. One's yeah. not scorable. Well, now you just, you just fall behind. So, for me nothing really changed it's more of a it's more of a uh back back to normal and right. just settle in like yesterday i i caught a a two nine pretty quick that first bite settles you down then i caught a 112 or a 115 a 115 i'm sorry i caught a two nine and a 314. Mm. i'm like well, hey, if i get three more bites and it's like i went today but if i get three more bites i'm good yeah and then i catch a 115 and then I catch a couple three pounders, but I just I just hit that spurt during a day. You know, when you hit that spurt where you catch one every 20, I caught a three pounder, 20 minute, three three pounders, 20 minutes apart from each other. Yeah, nice little roll. And in yeah. a five fish format, that's that's a big yep. deal. Yeah. Every fish counts. You're like, man, that you know, you just gotta keep going no matter what. Yeah. So uh yeah, it slowed the game down. I do think fishing every fish counts. Ended up making me a better five fish fisherman though, because you when you fish, when when you start fishing five fish, that clock's on you early. Yeah. And then your clock makes a decision for you. When fishing five fish, I'm sorry, fishing every fish counts. It uh you didn't you didn't think about five. You just kept fishing, kept fishing. Right. Next thing you know, you was at six or seven. Right. Like, Damn, I forgot about five. So right. what that taught me was you just keep fishing and five will come. You just gotta keep fishing. Yeah. 
So this this won't air till after, so it don't really matter. Skipping undercut banks. Hmm. Do this. Oh. That's probably my favorite way to fish. Wow. Yeah, that that's overlooked a lot too, right? Yeah. That's not a that's not super obvious pattern. No, and I only found one or two banks that look like this. But yesterday, yesterday I skipped a frog. Seventy-five percent of the bites I'm getting, I, I can't even see them because wow. they're so far back. Overhand, yeah, yeah. I mean, old school Roja stuff. It was awesome. Yesterday I made a cast back way back down and I twitch and I hear, and I set the hook and I miss him. I just set the hook a bit too early. Jesus was on my side. I reel back up. You know how hard it is to make the same exact cast. Better yeah. skip. Yeah. Same skip. It goes back there. I twitch it. He bites it again. I give him just another second or two. And it do this awesome because you can't see. You don't know how big it is. You just, but I know that sound. Yeah. I'm like, this is a good one. Rare back crack on him. 314. I wow. Like, yes. four, almost four pounder. Yeah. Man, that that's perfect. awesome. That sounds like a super fun way to fish. I'd like to do that. I'd like to do that. Perfect. Uh, I I, I want to, you know, the format's changed here, Cliff. It's de definitely different. Uh, it's just me and you. But some things on like live stay the same. And one of the things that stay the same is I like to dip in a little controversy once in a while. And Imagine that. Yeah, you know how I am. And uh, I, when I thought of some controversial stuff I could talk to you about, the one thing popped out uh, is because I feel like I feel like you're the best person on the face of the planet to ask about this current controversy. You really it's, are. It's a scary. No, it's not that scary because, uh, and I feel like you're an honest person. You're going to be honest with me, but uh, dude, I just got back from uh, Lay Lake. Fishing was terrible. And more people were talking about this controversy than the fishing itself. But uh, if you're under a log somewhere, maybe you don't know about it, but Keith Poche disqualified from the recent bass open on toledo bend for uh using a smaller boat and jumping jumping into a backwater jumping over sort of a road into a backwater so i i mean i've heard the extremes for people that they love it and they think it's okay to he should be kicked out of the sport for the rest of his life to people in the middle that are indifferent Tell me about it. Talk a little bit about this because Southern Louisiana guy, this, that's kind of normal. I've been in small boats with you. I know what you do with small yeah. boats. Talk so, a little bit about that. So check this out. I start off by saying this. I do not know what the bass rules read. Okay. Not, so I don't know. So that's, you got to know that. I don't know what okay. the rules read. All right. What I do know is uh, I do know Keith Call. The Sabine River Authority. Yeah. To to uh see what he needed to do to get in that place or whatnot. Yeah. The Sabine River Authority told him that it was it was that that body of water was Toledo Bend. So right. Part of tournament water. Part of tournament water. It's yeah, considered it Toledo Bend. I mean it the Sabine River Authority governs Toledo Bend. Right. And they said it is the same part of Toledo Bend. So I, right there, I see where it keeps coming from. I mean, yeah. he says the same body of water. Um, you know, I, I I don't know what the rules say about crossing dry land and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, I it's Keith, bro. Keith always ends up in something. It's it's Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I I do know this. If if Keith likes to fish that way, yeah, way up shallow, running behind stuff. Yeah, cool. I get it. Like you said, they got a whole. They build him at home yeah, all the time to run across stuff and all. He as an angler, he just got to be sure that uh, he just got to be sure that he knows the rules and regulations of where he's at and this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I man, I tell you, the Ben thing is weird. Uh, I, I do. I will say this: uh, there was other local tournaments make that off limits, or so I've seen reading all this thing online. Right. I, and we've been there. I've been there with bass several times, and they've never marked it off limits. Right. Maybe uh, you know every learning, every situation is a learning deal. Maybe they need to yeah. put it off just to make sure. Uh, maybe he should have asked for uh, permission. I don't know. That's a. Um, it's a tough one. That's yeah, a tough it, one. it's a tough one. I actually, I'm, I'm on the fence about it because I, uh, you know, and this is just my personal response. I haven't publicly responded to it at all. I love the small boat thing because, you know, Cliff, I like you, John boat fishing, small boat fishing is my, my background. I love it. I think what he's, I think that whole thing is cool. Uh, I, I like, it brings an excitement to the sport. So part of me likes it. The other part of me, you know, it just, if, if it's tournament waters, yes. If it's not tournament waters, no. So, you know, I don't know, like you, I don't know all the facts. Uh, the deal is if, if, Here's my story. And I don't know exactly what bass rules are, if you can cross dry land or not dry. I don't know. But if that, if Sabine River Authority views that as right. the same water as Toledo Bend, right. it's the same water as Toledo Bend. Now, right. I don't know what bass's rules are concerning dry land. Yeah. Um, right. But it's a, it's a, it's it's a weird deal. Yeah, it's interesting. It's we'll interesting deal. It's, it's a key it's deal for sure. <laughs> Check this out. We'll go back. We'll go back. Talking about making sure you know rules and regulations of where you can and can't fish. Yeah. You remember that? I don't. Lake Wiley. Was that a publicity stunt? Oh, you really talking about fumble? me? Oh, you're huh? talking about me? Oh, yeah. oh, referring to me. Oh, I thought you were talking about Keith Pochet. Uh, so... I, I have, I think, talked about this before, but I'll mention it again. Cliff, I swear I can look in your eye right now. I'm looking at the camera. 100% it was not a publicity stunt. Now, I know from afar it looked like it, but that year, right, we had the Bassmaster Classic on Lake Wiley. I was unsure of the off-limits. I actually called Trip On a flip phone. On a on a flip or bag phone or whatever it was back then. And I said, you know, what's the off limit? And he sort of explained it, but I misunderstood it. And in my mind, when I got near the boat ramp, I was going to see off limit signs and flagging, right? Which, yeah. you know, bass, 99.9% .9 of the time they put those out. And for whatever reason, that year at the classic, they did not have those signs out. So honestly, I can tell you, even though I didn't have a keeper in the boat and it looked like it, it may have, you know, may, it worked out in my favor. I'm not, I'm not saying it didn't, but, uh, that was not on purpose. That was not hey, on purpose. Hold on. So, you know, I'm a fishing nerd, right? You know what else happened at Lake Wilder, that tournament? So that's, you know, Dean brought out the frog and Quinn was the deal with the hardware and all. Right. 
Yeah. You were rocking the old school jersey with the flames. Flame jersey. Oh, trying yeah. Trying to deal with Nike with the shirt unbuttoned. Yes. But that's not what I remember the most. What I remember the most <laughs> was the wasps. Wasps. You said, watch Nasty. out for the wasps. Oh, yeah. I got torched, man. I got torched, man. If anybody has ever, I'm sure if there's hardcore anglers listening to this, Cliff, you've been in this situation. You hang your deal. And, you know, you hang your deal. You have hang some deals and you're like, I'm breaking it off. But I was throwing this jig. I had just caught a big one and I hung my jig and I'm like, this is it. I get funny even with my jigs. I'm like, nah, this is the jig. I just caught this four pounder. I, I need this jig back. And I went in there. God bless you. I went in there to get it out. And, dude, I remember like it was yesterday. Like, I just I could hear this like like this weird noise. And then I feel something in my hair or my ha or the, my neck or I can't remember, maybe my neck. And I like grabbed it and looked and I opened up my hand and it was a wasp. So it stung my hand, but then it hit me and I realized what was going on. Dude, talk about getting torched. Cliff, they fucked me up, dude. I mean, I think I had nine, nine or 11 stings. I was popping Advil like it was can't. It was it was bad. It was bad. It was it was really bad. Terrible. Yeah. The uh, back to the original story of Keith jumping the deal, man. That was, yeah. uh, I mean, well, you know, he appealed his decision, yeah, Bass denied it. Um, but it's gonna be interesting to see what what comes of it, if anything, more than that. Because, yeah, I mean, it's not like uh, it's not like you can appeal to somebody else. I mean, Bass is, is their tournament and they right. decide on it, and, and uh, yeah. Yeah, but it'd be interesting to see what comes of it as far as rule changes or off limits or yeah. procedures on on just to see what comes of it. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And and you know there is a bigger topic to that. And and maybe we hit that real quick before I go on. Uh, and and you know again I'm saying this as a person that loves small boats and I know you do too. But in a bigger sense, should Keith really be using that boat? And and before you answer that, let me let me say this. That in bass fishing, especially MLF, because when MLF broke away, one of their primary goals was to create an even playing field, a even playing field for all the anglers. We've done it with horsepower limits. We've done it with boat lengths, with a lot of things we've done it with, right? One rod at a time. No, we have all these very strategic rules off limits to make an eight, even playing field. Is it right for Keith to have a boat that lets him access water that the other, you know, 99% of the guys can't? Is that right? Yeah, I, I think so. It is. I think so because it's a, uh, his, his boat or that, that the size of his boat, as long as it's deemed safe. Right. Let him go with it. Uh, okay. Which FLW. So Keith was disqualified from FLW tournament one time for having a motor that was too small. Mm. So so there's a safety thing in there. And as long as his boat is safe, Coast Guard approved Gator Tracks is a factory-made boat. Or even if it was we got guys fishing express boats now, even 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 21 footers, right. aluminum boats lighter, it's going places where that fiberglass boat can't. As long as it's safe, 
yeah, I, I, I say use it. Uh, right. I mean, as much as he can access or any of the aluminum boat dudes, as long as they can, if they can access things because of the aluminum boat, they can't make that long run or they can't handle that big water. That's a, that's a pro it's and a You got to be willing right. to trade off with. It's a big trade-off. So, so it'll help Keith in some events. It'll hurt Keith in some yep. events. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I want to change topics again. You mentioned it before, but I, I do want to just give you kind of a shout out. I want you to talk a little bit about it, but, um, dude, your social media cliff is awesome. Like I am in love with it, dude. You're doing a great job of entertaining. You're doing a great job of information. You're doing a great job of teaching. I love your, uh, is it hook set Mondays or hook set? I can't Monday remember. Morning hook set. Monday morning hook sets. I love, I love, I love your, this year you've been doing a lot of teaching. I love that. Talk to me about that because dude, it's your social media from when we hung out together years ago to now is just amazing. It, talk to me about that. And I'm, I'm very proud of, of you for having a great social media. Thank you. Uh, so the story goes, I'll back up way back when I was told probably, um, I don't know, 10 years ago by Burton Argel, who at that time was the owner, manager at K2 Coolers. He said, man, this, this whole game, the whole world is going to social media. You need to get in the content and go at it. Yeah. And I was like, nah, you know, that's 2012, 13, 14. Yeah. I'm on the elite series. I, you know, I'm a fisherman. I don't do that stuff. Right. And uh, he, he was right. If I listened to him 10 years ago, I'd be God knows where I'd be. Uh, but you just watch and you learn. And I've been fortunate enough to hang out with some cool people and some uh, people that, that know some stuff about the business. Uh, at one part, I was partnered with a group called uh, Pro Edge Fishing. Yeah. Uh, and they tried to pull me along. <laughs> the, uh, the owners tried to teach me and stuff. But uh, no, nah, man, I, I watched and, and tried to learn and saw I couldn't catch a whole lot of fish and finally realized social media is, is part of the deal. Yeah. Uh, it helps you build your brand. And But until you see it and see other people being successful with it, yeah. and you, you finally like, oh, here we got it, you know, let me get on it. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. But the biggest deal that got me really more active in it was coronavirus. Yeah. We had tournaments canceled at Maze League Fishing. Uh, the whole world was shut down. And I knew you had to do something. You had to stay active. You had to stay relevant. You had to do something. Right. And social media was the only platform, or one of the several, one of the few platforms that people had to work with and look yeah. and be entertained and learn. And I knew the company, I knew sponsors were looking like, yeah. so there's a pandemic or whatever was going on, but we're not paying you just to sit at home and pay apart and, right. and come out. You had to right. do something to stay active. And then that's kind of what got me, got the ball rolling, I guess. Yeah. Maybe it was a little before that. It was a little before that, but that's really like, I was like, man, if, if something goes bad, but you got, you got to have something to fall back on. You got to, I mean, fishing elite series or fishing bass pro tour is cool and it, it's it's worth stuff, but there's nothing wrong with having uh, dude, it's it it's super awesome. Like I, I it's it's funny because 
there's coronavirus that time, the pandemic, there were a lot of bad things. But there are a lot of good things. And guys like you that stepped up, that was a good thing. Dude, you did a good job. I mean, it's I'm having a lot of fun following your feed. It's it's awesome. Appreciate it. But one thing, you know, like I, I watch, you know, that's we've talked before. Like I, I talk a lot, but sometimes I just sit back and watch and, and look and learn and listen. And like, you know, all the stuff you got going on, you know, I right now we're on uh, Ike Live. Yeah. Mike Iconelli, Bash University, Ike Foundation. You got you got several different properties you're involved with. And uh, if you just sit back and watch and, and, and see who's doing what and see who's successful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the tournament guys are successful, but you got to you got to stay. You gotta have, you gotta have something else. And I, and I I'm a big advocate of that for young guys. So we have a lo lot of young guys that listen to the show, watch the show. I say young high school kids, college kids. And so many of them, Cliff, think that they're going to work their way up and get to the promised land, which a lot of them will. They work hard enough and they're just going to fish. So I love to hear. It's great to hear it from you because I'm sick of preaching it, but it's great to hear from you. It's a good reality check for these young guys, right? To, that you have to do other stuff, you know? So check this out. So, so you got, you know, Brandon did it early. Wheeler did it early. Uh, you did it. Van Dam jumped up. Like all the all the dudes started doing it. <clears throat> when you see Greg Hackney, Greg Hackney might be. You could have a conversation about why Greg Hackney is the best fisherman ever, no yeah. doubt. I mean, he got the beard. You you know Greg personally. This dude wants to fish. He wants to fish for money. He wants to break your heart. Then he wants to go back to the camp. That's what yeah. he does as a person: hunt yeah. and fish. And even he's taking part in social media now. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, it, it's it's so cool to see you do a great job with that. And a great segue is you you talked about having other things that are important for your business, but but even bigger than that. And uh, I I kind of want to get to that. I wanted to say this for the end. This is great timing. Um, you're doing something right now that I think is so cool, and I I think a lot of anglers don't do it and should which is create something to give back right in in a greater sense to give back and it it's crazy because baseball football basketball yeah other sports you see it all the time but fishing you don't see it as much and i love that you're you're doing this um talk a little bit about this so it's every fish matters right i think you're a couple years into doing it yep. uh Talk about this because this program that you're doing, I love it. I love it. I love it. I want more people to know about it. Tell me, what do you got going on? Tell me about it. So what I, what we got going on in July is the uh, Cliff Crochet Every Fish Matters Conservation Banquet. This yeah. is held in partnership with Major League Fishing Angels Association Foundation. And uh, what we do is we hold a banquet. We have uh, good, good food, uh, Blanchett's Cajun Catering. We got fried fish shrimp stew, uh, auction, raffles, and it's all done. And uh, all the proceeds go back to conservation. What we've done last year and we'll do for the next couple of years is we take all that money and just roll it back into buying fingerlings to stock local waters. Wow. We, uh, man, it's just, that water's been good to a lot of people at home. Yeah. And uh, we just, you gotta, you gotta do what you can to take care of it. And to just to introduce the word conservation, yeah. To people that 
as fishermen and hunters, we probably don't think about conservation enough. Right. You know, and and uh, not saying you got to catch and release a hundred percent or you know, right, but we we have to take care of the water and put back to it and make sure we got what we need to uh, to keep fishing. And the good thing about stocking is that you can. So we get together in July. We have this this banquet, this conservation banquet. We spend money, we earn money, and then we buy fingerlings. We buy a fish. We buy a fish. We put them in bags. We give them to you, and you go put them out. So you get to see where the money's going. It's not some project that's going to be ten years down the road or whatnot. Yeah, and 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 they're engaged in the process. Yeah, I love that, that, right? Yeah. And then what I, what I really like of it too is. So Mike and Becky come that night and y'all hang out and see friends. It's like a it's like a class reunion, bro. I mean, it's it's just so everybody wins. New friends are made, old friends, old fishing buddies, new fishing buddies. Yeah. We we make some money, it's conservation. And then, so we do it in July and summertime, come the springtime. Here comes Mike in Vegas and Becky. And now we got family involved. Now we got little Johnny. Now we're gonna put fish out. Yeah. And your favorite fishing spot. So just it just snowballs. The whole deal just snowballs. It uh, it feeds itself. Hopefully, we catch more fish. Uh, working closely with Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, building that relationship. Hopefully, we can uh, get more involved with them. Get them more involved with us. Yeah. And, uh, but we got some good looking water. We got. I mean, it's it's God's country. We, it's it uh, it could be so beautiful much part of the world. It's a beautiful part of the world, yeah, man. I I, awesome. I love. Dude, I love this program because this is the kind of thing that is like you're touching people like nationally, right, to make them aware of conservation. But I love that you're tying it back locally because that's that's the other thing, too. Like, I, I love the fact that, you know, you're bringing it back to Pierre Part. You're bringing it back to the basin. You're bringing it back to your home, you know, and that's 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 really cool to see that, man. But well, the cool really thing, cool. the cool thing about fishing, man, is uh you got so many friends, so many memories. Like fishing yeah. has done so much. Not all right, there we go. Not a job. Fishing has done so much. Not only have we been able to turn this into a job, but just the, the friends and the memories and the, yeah. the some of the trouble you stayed out of. Like uh I mean fishing, fishing and hunting and outdoors give you a bunch. Yeah. So you got got to better take care of it, and so I, I've been pretty fortunate in my career, you know, to have a, a fair career and do it for a while, and uh, you know, but you got you got to be able to help people. Yeah. And so what I've done in fishing is, uh, you know, it's it's let me be a rally point to gather people around and and do stuff like conservation. Yeah. And if we want to talk fishing, I mean, I I'll tell you everything I know about fishing try to help you catch more fish or catch big ones, whatever, whatever we can do to make it, uh, make it better for just for everybody. It's awesome. It's awesome, man. So happy for what you're doing. I mean, it's, and it's, it's good. It's a good thing. You know, it's, it's, so you come it, I, I, I might come to when I know Becky knows about it. When's the date? I might, I, if I'm around, I will be there for sure. It's the 100%. week after ICAST. The week after ICAST Vegas has his junior national championship on lake hartwell second year in a row he's qualified for national so i won't be there but it's a great segue people listening right now and they're like holy hell yes i want to support this obviously if people are in louisiana and live locally you know they want to drive to the event and help but if people are watching they're like damn it 
this is a good thing. I just want to help. Is there, give, give a website. Where, where can they go? Go to your social site. What, what can they do to find more uh, about Social media, my social media, Cliff Crochet across all platforms. Yeah. Or you can reach out to the Major League Fish and Anglers Association. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's the foundation we run through. Uh, and that's just a, that's a foundation for the anglers, by the anglers. Yeah. And uh, they, you can get get to us by any of those avenues. We got, uh, we'll take donations. We'll take whatever you got. We, yeah. uh, we just want to catch a few more fish in Louisiana and get a few more people in the water. It's awesome, dude. I'm, uh, I'm so, so happy for what you're doing, man. It makes, makes me feel good. It make, should make everyone feel good. There's not enough fishermen doing stuff like that. So that's awesome. All right, Cliff. Uh, dude, you, you got a big day tomorrow. I'm not going to keep you all day, but uh, I'm so stoked to have you on. Honestly, you've been on the show more than probably any other guest I've ever had on. And this is the new format. So I hope you liked it. Just me and you shooting the shit. It was, it was fun catching up with you. And good luck tomorrow, dude. Let's see. Thank you. Let's see like 17 to 20 the next three or four days. You know what I mean? Just keep it rolling, bro. Keep it going, man. I want to see it. And I'll be watching. I here's the thing. People assume if you're watching, listen to this right now. Don't don't assume that I hate MLF. Because I do not hate MLF. I I actually, as a fan of fishing, I love watching it, dude. I really do. Like I was upstairs. Beck came in the office. I was upstairs. She's like, she's like. It's one o'clock. Cliff's coming on. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, I thought it was like, because I was watching live. I was watching Wheeler whacking on him. He he catches them and always throws the lure so you can't see what he's catching them on. <laughs> Imagine that. And Imagine he catches that. a bunch of them. Oh yeah. But uh I love watching it. I can't wait to watch you tomorrow compete. Good luck, man. Uh, I want to see you catch a big bag. And good luck the rest of the year, too, for sure. Thank you. Hopefully we just keep it simple and uh get a few more bites. Have some fun. Because man, when you're having fun, that's when it that's when it really starts. It that's clicks. When the juices start flowing. That's when it gets good. I, I think you're right because I'm having a little more fun this year myself catching a few. So, Cliff, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for making me the number one guest. I I love it. Maybe you got it. Might be, might be in studio. <laughs> you should be. You should be. There you have it, everybody. Cliff Crochet. Thank you, Cliff. Love you, man. What time is? All right. There you have it, everybody. Cliff Crochet. Uh, Dude, what what a what a good dude, man. Uh great having him on the show uh multiple multiple times. And heck of a fisherman, heck of a promoter. Follow his social feed, dude. He's doing a great job. And with this thing he's doing with Every Fish Matters, dude, f follow that or contribute or do something like that your own. We have to give back. Conservation matters. So uh, great having Cliff on, and uh, it's going to be fun watching him over the next couple days over there at Gunnersville. Okay, this is the part of the show I know a lot of you guys wait for, and you're excited. We're going to be doing a live. See that? I can actually make the screen shake. Watch live mystery tackle box unboxing. Uh, I think we're going to go with an elite box today. Let me make sure I have it the right way. And let me remind you that. This thing just, it just comes to your doorstep. You don't need any, you know, you don't have to make a phone call. You don't have to type in numbers. You don't have to do any of that stuff. Sign up and this thing will come to your doorstep once a month. Like you have to walk over it, right? So you know it's there. Uh, and this is Mr. Tackle Box. Uh, it's great. It comes in a little box, load it with goodies. 
And this is my favorite part. You know, I've said it before, but these are all sealed. And I love, I uh, get my scissors or my box cutter or my fingernail or fish hook. And I cut that seal. Ready? There it goes. Broke that seal. And this is like the aha moment. Because when you open this box, you ready? The aha, aha, aha moment of having stuff in your hands that is new, cutting edge, colors, size, stuff that you might not normally buy, it forces you to, to, to take it. So I love that. So uh, this box is loaded. You know, both boxes, the Pro Box and the Elite Box are great, but I love the Elite Box. It's loaded with stuff. And in no particular order, I'm going to pull out a couple things, and I'll show you my top top two items. So we've got a black frog. We just had Cliff Crochet on. Uh, we've got a black and blue jig. It's a great one. But I see a couple in here. Some great-looking soft plastic, some flipping baits, a jerk bait, a swim bait, a popper, hooks. Dude, this box loaded. But this one instantly caught my eye, guys. Uh, let me see if I can get a shot of it without the glare there. And this is a Lunker Hunt agent. And when I looked at it, I, my first thought was it's a smaller, moderate-sized jerkbait. Guys, it is not. It is a spy bait. And what I love about this spy bait is most spy baits you get are like little, little. This spy bait's a little bigger. This spy bait's probably a five-inch spy bait. And I like that concept, right? Why does spy baiting have to be limited to little tiny miniature baits? I like the concept that it's bigger. It's a dual prop spy bait. Um, looking at the back, it's a slow sink. It has dual counter rotating props. It weighs a quarter of an ounce. You're going to be able to cast it further. I, I think this is going to be a good bait. And when they're eating bigger forage, I can really see this spy bait working. Um, all right, let's see. We've got uh, black popper. I love. Uh, all right, let's go with this one. So runners up real quick. 13 fishing, little tiny Vega minnow, which is a little swim bait. Very cool looking. Uh, nomad design, jerk bait. Little different, longer body design. I like that. But for my second pick, I'm going to go with the Biowa Curly. And the great thing about these MTB boxes, you're going to see some companies in these boxes that are not normal that you'd see at Tackle Warehouse or something like that. Some Japanese lure companies. And this is one. It's a Biowa Curly. And I'm actually going to, I'm going to open this up. And I want you to see this bait because it reminds me of a new updated version. I can't get it open though. And it's Japanese pack stuff good. I'm telling you, man, they good at packing stuff. Golly. All right. It's childproof. <laughs> Beal with curly reminds me of an old school grub, right? Old school grub. Here's the thing. In today's age of swim baits and 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 swim bait fishing, people forgot about the freaking grub. And this is just a little curl tail grub. 
It's got a fatter body, but a real skinny sickle tail, which I like, right? So, so big body for a bigger hook or a bigger jig head, but a thinner tail, which means more action. The other thing I like about this is the Beowa Curly. You ready? It's a last tech, guys. It's a last tech technology. So the days of putting a Mr. Twister or Callen's grub on there and having it rip after two fish, no more. A curl tail grub that's uh, elastic. It's also watermelon red flake, which is probably the best color ever created. The Beowa Curly, another great, uh, great item in that box. Dude, these things are loaded. So let me remind you, if you're looking at this and you're listening, you're saying, I got to get a Mystery Tackle Box subscription. I got to get one of these boxes. Head on over to mysterytacklebox.com. You use the promo code IKELIVE. Man, you're going to get 30% off your first Elite Box, 50% off your first Pro Box. They also make great gifts if you're already a subscriber. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this Ike Live. Uh, we had a lot of fun uh, talking to Cliff, a good old buddy of mine. Uh, really, really fun. Uh, it was, it was great. I'm, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Um, also, um, want to remind everybody, head on over to the Ike foundation.org. Uh, we got the pro-am coming up. We also have a kids event coming up. And if you just want to help get kids fishing, head on over there, sign up. So, uh, we've got a uh, really cool guest coming up on our next show. Bernie Schultz is going to join us. Bernie's, uh, not just a great fisherman, but he's also an antique lore collector. So you won't want to miss the next show. So. Thank you for watching Ike Live 2.0. See you on the next show. Bye. Bye. You know, right now where we're standing, we're in Camden, New Jersey. Yeah. Philadelphia is right there. This is the concrete jungle. And, you know, a lot of those kids, as they grow up, they don't fish. It's interesting because they're surrounded by water. You know, the, the Delaware River, the Schuylkill, ponds, city park lakes. But they don't have the influence to, to, to cast, to fish, to have a rod and reel. And that really, that became our focus, you yeah. know, is to target kids in what we call non-traditional areas, yeah. you know, urban areas, city centers, where the population's high. And, and let these kids have the experience. You know, it, it, it's amazing. I mean, some of the experiences we've had, whether it's Central Park in New York City, here in Camden, other parts of the country, even just casting. Yeah. It's unbelievable to see it, isn't it? Yes. It's unbelievable. Yes. And, and uh, you know, you see these kids have this experience they've never had, and they light up, you know? The big thing, I think, for the Ike Foundation is we're not, we're not saying we want all these kids to become professional anglers. Yeah. It'd be great if some of them did, but we want them to have that fishing experience because it ties them to so, so many other positive things. The outdoors, nature, conservation, conservation. Uh, ecology, um, you know, all these amazing things in life that maybe they wouldn't have been exposed to any other way, we're trying to help with that. So it's, it's important, it's important for us. Yeah. We're proud of it. Four and a half inch drop shot worm, Bama bug. Finesse jig, PB and J, give me something hard. Hey, KVD here. 
I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three-aught, no, four-aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerkbait and a stickbait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about Calculus. And he knows a lot about Calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, four places to throw a frog. Exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass. And how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today.